When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's been a solid week here uh, for sustainable success. A lot of stuff going on here. We're spreading the word about sustainability in business, as well as in your with your personal life in terms of relationships and wellness. Uh, I've been speaking at a lot of companies, so it's been going really well getting the word out there and focusing on solutions rather than managing problems. So today our uh, show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action. They are a 501c3 organization dedicated to creating uh, more interdependent family structures that will lead to more interdependent communities and, of course, interdependent businesses. This organization has done wonderful things in terms of strengthening the father-son bonding process, now expanding to parents in general to help them become free of limited beliefs so they can be better examples for their children going forward to build their level of self-confidence and self-esteem so they can not repeat the same patterns that create codependency dependency in the home. So again, hats off to this organization. Check them out at www.efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Again, uh, you can contact them. Davey Williams is the contact there, managing director. And again, wonderful things that this organization is doing. Also, if you are new to uh, sustainable success, we welcome you here. You're in the right place. Uh, In addition to Voice America Influencers Channel, where you found us, you could also find us on iTunes and, of course, Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. That was the inception of the show. So, again, it's Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we've had on in, in the past. Uh, You can listen to their words of wisdom in terms of how this relates to helping you scale in your business, including your personal life and improving your overall well-being. We we look at the eight pillars of wellness here at Sustainable Success. We got a great show today and we got some exciting news too from this uh, gentleman that he'll be sharing later. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Today we're going to be talking about young people's view on self-development. So again, that's young people's view on self-development. Development, and our guest uh, is going to be Mark Metry. And before I bring Mark on, I've had the for- I've been fortunate enough to meet Mark in person. We were both speakers at an event back in at the end of May. It seems like yesterday, but it's been back at the end of May called the Event of Champions. Mm. And uh, can't wait to hook up with Mark again when we get together to speak on stage and really make a difference in being the example, helping others. But let me give you a background about Mark before we. Uh, bring him on. Mark is the founder of VU Dream, a marketing and brand agency founded in, uh, and operating in Boston, Massachusetts, working with startups, individuals, and corporations to help customers imagine new future realities in the fields of emerging technology like virtual reality and podcasting. Mark is also the host of a global top 100 podcast called Humans 2.0, featured by Forbes, NASDAQ, and Yahoo Finance. As the top 21 growing podcast you must listen to in 2019 going forward. Mark's show has been listened to over 4 million times and features the greatest leaders of our time and frequently converses with billionaires, professional athletes, 
Pulitzer Prize winning journalists and New York Times bestselling authors exploring today's dynamic of the human experience in modern technological times of 2019. Mark delivers effective talks, workshops, and keynotes centered around human potential, mindset, social anxiety, transformation, and using podcasting as a business. Without further ado, we welcome Mark Metry to the show. Hello, Mark. Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. I know you have a busy schedule and you uh, get, well, you just shared with me offline here some exciting <laughs> news today. And um, I, I definitely, let's start off and let's mention why why hold off the good news when we can deliver the yeah. good news. Just just goes to just the kind of uh, piggyback, or in this case, might be at the forefront to your bio. So let's talk about some of the exciting news that you just learned recently. Yeah, absolutely. And before I say that, Chris, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for creating a space where real people like you and I can authentically engage in real conversations. But, you know, before we hopped on, I shared with you that literally last night I finalized an agreement to be on Amazon Prime's TV docuseries called The Social Movement. I'm going to be on there for season two and it's just such a great, fantastic honor because I remember when I literally just started my journey three, four years ago, and I was just sort of doing my own thing, I would have never imagined it to get to this level. So it's just crazy, crazy um, to, to see this happening in my life. Well, it's so, I mean, you. I've seen you, I've heard your story, obviously, when we were at Event of Champions and how genuine mm-hmm. and transparent and authentic you were and and thus why you're, you know, obviously your podcast, Humans 2.0, has been an extreme success and ranks as one of the top podcasts in the country. And, you know, I fortunately had the opportunity to be on your show and I got so much feedback from it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so again, goes back to really why you started this podcast to begin with based upon your, you know, your story and your journey. So talk a little bit about, Mark, you know, the people that are listening here, you know, especially some of the young people, we get a lot of young people that are here because they're looking for ways to learn from mentors and how to grow their business, how they can improve certain things in their personal life to get along with others, engage others, how to address certain issues uh, from a financial standpoint, spiritual, physical, emotional, whatever the case may be. You are obviously going to be a great guest for this. Talk a little bit about from a young people's view on self-development. What are some things that people can start doing right now to make in, you know, enhancements in their careers, business, and personal life? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know the, the way that I view the world, everything that I see is sort of in this lens of self-development, in this way of how you can actually improve your life put in a certain input and get a different outcome. And I remember throughout my entire life, I just didn't know that. I didn't understand that. I didn't even know that was a thing. And in turn, I was just sort of living through the matrix, right? Things that happened, they were happening to me. I couldn't control anything at all. Uh, Good things that happened in my life just happened out of mere chance or luck. And, you know, it, it wasn't until I... I uh, actually lost weight that actually got me on like this whole sort of uh, self-development journey. I used to be somebody who was over 220 pounds. I, in turn, was super depressed, super anxious, and that turns I was even flirting with suicide. 
And the way that I began to get out of that is I remember I just had this moment where I looked at myself in the mirror after my pants didn't fit on me. And it was just sort of a moment where I just sort of stopped and just paused and like, wait, who am I? Why is this happening? What's actually going on? And it wasn't until I lost the weight where I was able to look at the mirror and see like this drastic change in my physical body and be like, wow, if I did that, imagine what else I could do. And so that's how I honestly first got introduced to self-development. And I mean, some things that people could do are, you know, to to develop yourself, the overall branch of self-development, you have to understand sort of human nature and you have to understand the way that we were created. And, you know, today I see a lot of like entrepreneurs or younger people that want to be entrepreneurs, that want to have money, that want to use that money to, you know, spend it on cool things, spend it on cool clothes, cool cars, get girls, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I also started like that, but it wasn't until I realized that the reason why I was changing entrepreneurship and starting a business and chasing money was I was just trying to find happiness. I was just trying to discover myself. I was just trying to create myself and I used that as a vehicle. And for me, what was a massive, massive breakthrough in all of that, and I think it's specifically important today for younger people and also older people, but I didn't understand how much sort of physiology has to play with your psychology. A lot of people think the whole game is about mindset, and I think mindset is very much overrated. It's super important to be able to shift your perspective in life for sure, but at the end of the day, the sort of fundamental baseline of your psyche is really what's going to end up dictating your decisions. And a big uh, leverage piece, a big catalyst for your psychology is your physiology. And so I remember growing up, I never knew that food could have an impact on your life other than, you know, hey, if I eat too much of this, I'm going to get fat. And it wasn't until I actually did some research and I found out that, you know, a lot of people talk about serotonin, the neurotransmitter in your brain that a lot of people generally uh, associate with like happiness, having a a good mood, uh, which makes you a better leader. And it wasn't until I found out that actually most of your serotonin isn't even made inside of your brain. Most of your serotonin depending on who you talk to, up to 90, 95% is in the gut microbiome, which is like this vast interconnected ecosystem of trillions of bacteria that digest the food that we eat and in turn carry on a specific function in your entire body and your brain. So I remember when I was in 2015, 2016, when I was sort of at my rock bottom, what happened before I got depressed and suicide? I got fat. I was over 220 pounds. And not only did my gut break, but subsequently my brain also broke. So, you know, I I speak at, um, like you, a lot of different conferences. I also try my best to speak at schools. And I can't tell you how many of the kids there, like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, are essentially not being themselves, are essentially enslaved because of the food that they eat. 
whether it's they wake up in the morning and they eat basically dessert for breakfast, eating a muffin or whatever, like those frosted cereal flakes and, you know, alongside with, with milk, all of that stuff heavily, heavily influences your brain and your body. So for me, I remember the first time I began to eat healthy as in just like eating clean, eating real foods, things that come from the ground or things that have been walking around, a lot of vegetables, a lot of nuts, a lot of healthy fat, I felt like my brain turned on for the first time. And what happened is when that happens, you gain more energy. All of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, what else can I do? So then I started to pick up, you know, I started to read books. I started to pick up better and better habits. All this stuff gives you more energy. And what a lot of people don't understand is energy is not just sort of, you know, you not being tired in the afternoon. Energy, if you have it, it literally gives you access to who you are in different dimensions that would play out during the day. And so for me, sort of, I see a big, big sort of piece in sort of like the whole success, mindset, entrepreneurship, self-development, leadership movement. And I'm trying to say that food and tending to your nutrition and tending to your physiology is so heavily correlated with your psychology which is then heavily correlated to your mindset and all those other things that you do. So honestly, if you want to, you know, make more money, do better, eat healthy, stop eating the crap because this stuff influences us much more than just gaining weight or over time developing a chronic illness like I did. So I think that's super, super, super important that is very much missing in the self-development world. No, I agree. I mean, I mean, you think about it, Mark, you know, a, you know, a lot of the food that is you know, at our fingertips, whether at a grocery store or a market, uh, you know, even even at restaurants. I mean, while even if some of that food is organic, it doesn't mean that those foods are all are nutritionally dense. And I think that's what what the issue is, is that our bodies are not getting the ne- enough or all the essential vitamins, minerals and probiotics that it's required and thus why it tells us that we're hungry and that's the only w- what we sense we just say hey we're hungry but we're really not getting the body's saying it's not getting and obviously what you're saying is that this can you know have an impact on you emotionally because as you begin to eat more thinking you're hungry or whatever reason right you get you gain weight and this affects your level of self-esteem self-confidence and so forth so i could see where that you know yeah. that can definitely have an effect but go ahead go ahead yeah, man, like a, an example of this is, you know, let's say you, you are hungry and, you know, you go to McDonald's. And I don't have anything against McDonald's. I don't, um, you know, I think, I think everything in life is about the user, not necessarily the tool. But yeah. let's say you're hungry. You go to McDonald's. You order a meal. You eat that food, right? So now you really, you, you shouldn't be hungry. And so what happens is your body is now sending to your brain saying, hey, we just ate, but we didn't get any of the necessary nutrients, fibers, fats that is actually exists in food and the way that we have evolved for millions of years with this connectedness with nature. And so what happens, your brain and body's like, okay, we just ate, but we're not actually using any of this. What's going on? And so what happens is your brain has a real disconnect between your body. And that's how a lot of mental health issues start. I mean, I can point you to countless 
scientific clinical studies that even say things like, hey, we gave people an omega-3 supplement, whether it was in the form of a natural vitamin or whether they begin to eat uh, things like fish and other healthy fats, we saw a 50% decrease in clinical depression. And it's just like, when you begin to look at that, it's like, oh my God. And so a lot of the experts, a lot of people who I've spoken to on the podcast, they say that nutritional psychology is the fastest growing industry right now for mental health because it actually works, because it's actually sustainable. It's not something that somebody does for six months and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm all better now. No, it's something you do throughout the rest of your life. And it's like a lot of people talk about the mind and the brain. And it's like, you just have to think about it. If you're not giving your body and your brain just the raw resources, do you really think your brain is going to be able to grow new pathways? Do you really think your brain is going to be able to advance and rewire over those um, neuron circuits that you've built throughout your entire life if you're not even giving it the right kinds of materials? And so to me, I usually start with that with a lot of people just because, again, not a lot of people know or they might think, oh, I have to get, you know, this amount of calories or I have to not go over this amount of calories. But people don't actually stop and look at the actual quality of their food. And I guarantee you, um, like for me, when I started cooking my own food, when I started eating well, my entire life really, really changed. And I think that stands for a lot of people. So I think that's a great place to start for some. Oh, absolutely. I can't agree with you more, Mark. I mean, it is so important. And yes, you know, you know, think about it. Our soils are not what they used to be many centuries ago. Obviously, when mm. we industrialized, we became an industrialized world and, you know, our soils are depleted of so many different minerals uh, that the body requires. So we have to do the best we can. But Obviously, I agree that we have to cook more of our own food, that we have a little bit more control over what we're putting into our bodies other than just relying upon what mm. we get at a restaurant and so forth. And Mark, we got less than about 30 seconds, but anything you want to close out before we go to the break, before we come back, anything about uh, this point we're on? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that if I've learned anything in my life, it's that who you are, your identity is what you do all the time when people aren't looking. And so mm. I think a big piece of that is this. If you are able to wake up in the morning, do what you can, go to the gym, do what you can, go to step into the kitchen, do what you can, step into the bathroom, do what you can to the best of your ability, you're going to find that carries over to everything. So it's like if you start with just that one small cooking thing, it can leak over to all the other areas in your life. Uh, so true. Consistency is the key here, everybody. Habits and disciplines become patterns over time. It's the consistency mm -hmm. in doing it over and over, as Mark said. Great insight. We got more to come from Mark, so don't go away, and we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, again, well, we are here with Mark Metry. Again, uh, we, he shared some exciting news today about uh, being on Amazon Prime TV show. Uh, it's so exciting. Again, you can check out Mark's bio uh, on the Voice America Influencers channel, and he has more to share here. Again, if you're just joining us, we were talking about uh, young people's view on self-development, and we were looking at physiology as something that oftentimes people don't factor in terms of self-development and, and how that impacts their level of self-esteem and self-confidence. And with that being said, Mark, I'd like to talk about, you know, someone about, you know, over four years ago, someone that was super anxious and kind of going through difficult times, how in that short period of time you have been able to now speak on stages you know, engage business leaders around the world. You have one of the most successful podcasts in the world as well. Talk a little bit about the psychology now, the mindset and the certain habits that allowed you with the physiology to make those shifts to where you are now that could help impact the listeners that are listening here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, honestly, I sort of discovered that I was socially anxious. I discovered that you know, I wasn't just sort of like the shy kid that people around me throughout my entire life always told me I was, but I really found out I was socially anxious and I didn't want to be in like 2015, 2016. And what I realized is this, Chris, I realized that this is a problem. My social anxiety is a problem that is going to get worse if I don't do something about it. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do it. But all I knew was this. I projected my future out 10 years. And so I was 18 at that time. And so I projected out my future. I'm like, when I'm 28, when I'm 30 years old, I'm going to end up just like working some job that I do that doesn't really challenge me. I'm not going to have any kind of deep relationships in my life. I'm not going to you know, have a special someone and my life is just going to be totally fake. And what a lot of people don't understand about social anxiety and being shy is, you know, it's a problem and, and a lot of people have all sorts of different problems. But the real issue that I think, in my opinion, makes social anxiety one of the worst problems is if you're shy, you can't talk to people. You can't communicate yourself. And what happens is if you can't do that, you can't even reach out for help. And so 
I think a lot of these cases of what we're seeing of um, teenage suicide and of just younger people that should not be committing suicide doing it because they can't even ask for help because they're so shy, because they're so socially anxious. And so when I was thinking about my life, I knew I had to create like a future hell and heaven for me. And so I, like I said, I projected out 10 years into the future of the worst case scenario of I'm just going to end up some random dude that doesn't have any friends. And the pain that I'm going through now is going to be 10 times worse. But then what I also did was I also uh, projected the reverse of that. I projected the heaven of what could happen 10 years down the road of like, if I do conquer my social anxiety, if I just start to do this, imagine what will happen to me, best case scenario, 10 years from now. And I mean, it hasn't even been, I mean, it's been like, what, three, four years? I, I mean, I'm already in the Amazon Prime TV show. That's, that's pretty good. And I haven't even started yet. But another thing that I had to realize, and this is on the subject of pain, and I think this is not just about social anxiety. I think this is for really any kind of issue. But it's this. The reason why... I never tackled my social anxiety. Why I never realized being shy was a problem for me was because I was constantly trying to numb myself out of the pain. I was constantly trying to be surrounded by comfort for me to not actually feel that pain. And so for me growing up, it was, you know, hanging around people that would also make excuses for me that would also try to help me, right? That would also try to comfort me, maybe because they loved me, but wouldn't actually get me to see the main issue. Another thing I did all the time was play video games. I would be immersed in a different world um, that, you know, isn't really real life in order to escape the pain of what I was currently going through. I did that a lot with food. I tried to escape the pain of my life through food, through binge eating. You know, I remember in college, I would go to my school cafeteria. I would, you know, buy a bag of cookies. I would buy two bags of Sour Patch. I would buy a ton of just crappy food and eat it all the time so that I could literally drug myself to not feel the pain. Another one that I did it with was like with Netflix. And again, I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with any of these things. It's just how you use them. And so I was doing all these things throughout my entire life to get me to hide from the pain because at a first glance, instantly, it can be painful. It can really hurt, especially if you've never done that before. And so I also had to realize that without pain, without discomfort, you actually don't have anything driving you forward if you come from a life of adversity. And so what I realized is the moment that I... Uh, got rid of my vices, the moment that I sacrificed my vices, I call it sacrifice, like, you know, for anyone listening, whether it's drugs or alcohol, those are like the classic ones that get thrown out there, but you can do this with anything. You could do this with hanging around the wrong people. You could do this by working a, a dead end job that you know you can do so easily, but you don't push yourself. You could do this with, um, you know, just a wide variety of things. And so the moment that I not only sort of began to imagine the future worst case scenario, but also the future best case scenario, as well as dropping the vices that gave me comfort throughout my entire life and just step into the pain, 
was the moment where things really, really changed. Because, you know, to be honest with you, Chris, throughout my entire life, I felt like I had access to who I am now the entire time. But what was holding me back? Myself, because I didn't actually understand what was at stake. You know, at some core level, I actually think social anxiety and being shy is actually just a mask, a mask that you can put on the world the same way that, you know, you can, you can put on a mask of being a super angry person all the time. Well, why do you do that? So people don't actually connect with you because you know, deep down and deep down, you might be afraid of something. People do this by, you know, being the jock. People do this by being like, you know, the, the quote unquote cheerleader. And I think social anxiety, being shy is just another mask for you to put on yourself. So in social situations, you say to yourself, oh yeah, I'm not going to express the real me. I'm not going to express it through me. Why? Because I have social anxiety. And so it can become easily that much of a mask. And that's what I realized in my life. And by just trying to navigate towards the truth, by trying to feel the pain of now and also the future, and also the last point that we mentioned in the last segment of gaining energy, whether that is through food, whether that's through, um, whether that's through exercise or sleep or doing all those right things we know we're supposed to do, that's so important. And the last thing that I want to say on this moment is, um, so when I was like, when I sort of began to wrap my mind around this whole social anxiety thing, I realized that I had to take baby steps. And so what I would do is I would open my journal, I would pull out a piece of paper and I would write down, Hey Mark, today you're going to go outside and ask 10 random people in the street that you run into what the time is. And then after I did that, I would come back and I would write down, Hey Mark, you're going to go outside and you're going to ask 10 random people what the time is. And then also how to get directions to this other place that was just made up. And so I began to do that, which I didn't know at the time was called exposure therapy. I just sort of began to naturally do it. And what eventually happened was when I first started, it's like the most painful thing you could do ever. Like I remember when I first started and I tried to talk to somebody, my brain, my body would go into like this immediate fight or flight response where I literally wouldn't be able to talk to anybody and I would just look down. And I was able to push my way through that over time through, you know, working on my physiology and psychology. But it's like, as you do that, you slowly condition yourself and you realize there is no actual fear here. You know, like even if somebody does say like, you know, I'll like screw you or whatever. If you ask them what the time is, it's not a big deal. Cause it's cause it's some random stranger. And so that's what I did. And I worked my way up and then eventually I would just go on the street and just have conversations with people. And on top of that, what I would also do was I would start wearing like weird looking clothes, like very strange looking clothes, like a pink hat and a pink pants. And I would go outside in public because I would try to condition my mind to get other, like to, to condition my mind to not care about what other people think of me and my appearances because, you know, physical appearance was always a big issue with me growing up because of um, my race, because of just who I was. Uh, and so that was a big, big facet. 
And I mean, I could go on and on and on. I'm actually in the middle of writing a book all about this, how somebody can uh, deal with their social anxiety for people who don't want to be shy anymore. So I'm working on that because I could go oh, into that's awesome. so, so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when's that book projected come out? Because we'll definitely make sure to make sure we promote it here on Sustainable Success to make sure it gets into the right hands, the people that can utilize that, what they're going through. Yeah, man. So no, so I don't have a hard launch. I'm not even done writing the book, but I want to yep. say like at the end of lot, at the end of next year. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll make sure to take care of that. So I, I agree. This is so important. What you're talking about, making this shift, and 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 really how you stepped out of your comfort zone. Uh, you know, and and you talk about the process, Mark, because there's a lot of people out there. Matter of fact, I was doing a workshop uh, today for a company that I'm training in communication strategies and. Uh, we were talking about some managers that have just newly became managers or supervisors, but they mm. were still they were very shy or or introverted. And mm. it was hard to communicate because they really weren't open. They weren't sharing anything, so you didn't know where they were coming from. And then the other side, these people feel like, well, I, I need something from them, but I'm not getting it from them because they don't share or they don't communicate. So you really touched on some key points here and why that's so important. Um, we got about, you know, about four minutes left to the break. You know, talk a little bit more like, you know, where if somebody is listening that might be introverted or maybe they're shy or maybe they're, you know, they are socially anxious on some level. You know, you talked about your experience. What would be like something like, you know, some other ideas that they could just do, you know, the, take the first step to kind of step out and begin to take this journey, you know, where they can start making this shift. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to you know, correct you or anything because I think people who are introverted are much, much, much more likely to experience being shy or having social anxiety. But, you know, if you actually look at the word introverted, it just means somebody who focuses more on their own internal thoughts somebody who focuses more on the internal world than the external world. And so mm -hmm. what I would say is this, I would, cause a lot of introverts fall into this trap of just sort of overthinking, thinking like thinking their life is a whole massive bubble projecting different kinds of fears and beliefs they have on the inside, on the outside. My challenge to them would actually be focus on the external world. And what I mean is this, Instead of you, let's say you're a student, instead of you just going through the same routine of walking through the hallways and putting your head down or through a classroom, and people that have social anxiety, uh, I mean, this is a real disorder in terms of like when you walk into a place, all of a sudden your brain is having these different kinds of delusions that other people are talking about you or thinking negatively about you, which is more than likely or not, not the case. And so my challenge to them would be, don't look down. Look at the things that actually scare you. Look at them, because what you're going to realize is the more mindful you can be in the, in the external world means the more control you actually have over the internal world. And the other thing I'd say is this. If you look at most successful people, obviously not all of them, they are almost all introverts. They all face social anxiety. Because what I've actually realized is you deep down know the power that is within you. You deep down understand that you have so much power. 
not just on yourself, but in the future, you have power to change the world. And so what I would say is just literally like visually look at the external world, try to look at it all the time. Anything that scares you, look at it directly with your eyes, make eye contact. And then I would also say is this introversion, even being shy, it comes from your extraordinary potential to completely change the world. Because if you maybe didn't have those doubts about yourself, you may or may not actually do it. Because if you don't really have anything to show, why would you be anxious? Why would you be nervous about people taking a look at your work? And so I think that's another just massive important note for people to understand at just sort of like a conceptual understanding level. Oh, no, that is so powerful. And I love to how you made the, you know, properly defined introvert, because I think that's so important because a lot of times, you know, people that are introverted get labeled as, you know, hey, you're automatically you're shy and you fit you fit into this right. category. And again, it's just that they're they experience their their world more internally than externally. And and yeah, learning how to find some harmony with the uh, the external world, you know, to bring out those internal thoughts. So we got less than a minute. Um before our next break, Mark. So anything mm. like in summary, when we talk about, yeah. you know, the physiology or excuse me, the psychology, the mindset and how that ties in with the physiology, you know, why, you know, people should start looking at them in tandem, why that's so important. It's just, you know, less than, you know, like 40 yeah. seconds, you could sum that up. Yeah, absolutely. Step number one is head towards the truth of your life. You can't do anything meaningful if you're constantly lying to yourself. Number two, you have to understand the pain of what's going on right now, and you do that by removing the vices that you rely on. And on top of that, you have to feel the pain of your potential consequences 10 years from now, and then also the best-case scenario for you also in a decade, 10 years from now. And last but not least, you have to gain energy, whether that is through nutrition, food, going to sleep for eight hours, uh, finding an exercise regimen that works for you, uh, being connected with what you're actually doing, being yep. connected with people around you that you love, all those things that are so important. Wow, this is powerful. Again, you know, three points. Again, if you uh, you want to listen to this again, this will be on demand later today, and we encourage you to write down those three important points for Mark, and we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. 
You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. If you're just joining us, we're here with Mark Metry. We're talking about young people's view on development. And we Mark is just as transparent as it come. He is just dropping words of wisdom that could help you where you are, not only in your personal life, but also your business. This is talking about self-development. So again, we were talking about the importance of the physiology side of things when it when it comes to self-development, what we put into our bodies, how we are able to generate energy from the right foods to make those transitions of where we are and where we want to be. We talked about the psychology and the mindset and habits with consistency to make these shifts, especially if we are ones that are maybe socially anxious and we're looking to, you know, make certain shifts in our life and our business towards engaging others. So really some critical stuff that Mark shared. So with that being said, Mark, I wanted to kind of transition to something else that you have really mastered and really have been able to take your journey and really articulate it in a way that now allows others to do the same. That's making a huge difference, not only in people's personal lives, but also in business. And that's with podcasting. So could talk a little bit about what got you into podcasting and how you used it mm. not only to convey, you know, the journey of where you came, where you were and where you are going forward, but how you used it as a platform to also get, get gather insight from others that you could then impact yeah. others that might be going through this process. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic question. So, you know, just sort of a brief timeline going over this. So I faced sort of my rock bottom at the end of 2015, 2016. And it wasn't until about the middle of 2017 where I got started on this idea for my podcast. And this is when, you know, I was just sort of early on my self-development journey. And, you know, to, uh, you know, be honest, I quickly realized how hard, you know, things were, you know, to go from one uh, mode one operating system of your life for 18 years and then all of a sudden try to switch that around. And for anyone else who's also trying to do this, you know how challenging but also rewarding the journey can be. And so I was sort of looking at my life in the middle of 2017 and yeah, you know, I had been, been developing a lot, but I also had a lot of work to do. And I, I was also facing problems that I just, I didn't have solutions to. I didn't know what I could do. And so what I realized is this, one of the greatest ways I had learned how to do anything was by having a direct conversation with people out there in the world that are actually doing it. People who are taking action and people who, you know, don't just read headlines from articles on the internet, but are actually out there every single day being practitioners, actually doing the thing that they talk about. And so I was like, I need to connect with those kinds of people in every sense of the word, right? So I sort of created my podcast to just put myself in the system where I could constantly learn from the best of the best. And so, for example, you know, I began to, you know, discover meditation, which was a, a huge aspect in me uh, solving my social anxiety and, and really going through deep in my mental health issues. But 
I was like, okay, how do I meditate? I'm going to reach out to the 10 best experts in the world who are masters at meditation and have a conversation with them. And the reason why I actually started a podcast was just so I could have sort of a mutually valuable system, right? Because imagine, and I was 20 years old at the time when I started this, imagine getting an email from some 20-year-old who's like, hey, you know, I, I, you know, I live in Boston, I'm 20 years old, I would love to, you know, pick your brains for, for 30 minutes. You know, I highly doubt somebody like, you know, Seth Godin, for example, would have said yes, right? And so the way I started the podcast was really for that mutual value. And what I realized is as I hosted the podcast, as I got better with every episode, as I grew my network in terms of getting access to a lot of these amazing guests, I, you know, eventually became friends with some of them. And through that has completely taken not just sort of my own personal development side to another level, but in turn through time, it's also completely changed my, uh, you know, my, my business, my professional uh, speaking world and, and so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's how I started the podcast. Wow. That's fabulous. What was the uh, I mean, follow-up question? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is great. Cause I mean, obviously you used it as a way to, you know, reach out to these mentors and then all of a sudden you were like, like, wow, these people are reaching out to me. They're willing to share this wisdom you know, I could do something with this and not only does it help me, but it's going to help other people, you know, so talk a little bit about like the involved, you know, the, how the, how your podcast evolved into what it is today. Now you got yeah. one of the top podcasts in the world. I mean, this is not like, uh, yeah. you know, like everybody in God's name now has a podcast out there in some way on a small <laughs> level, but you got something that is just, that's heard by millions of people. It's, it's so in a short period of time to do that is just a no daunting task. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, and it's funny, right? Because I, last week I, I got an email um, from Apple and they basically said that, you know, my podcast is in the top 100 in basically every single, you know, major country in the world. But also on top of that, it's like, you know, the top 10 or the top five podcasts in some other sort of uh, other countries like Indonesia and, and Malaysia under categories like self-improvement and mental health, which is just insane to think about. But, you know, like you said, I, I didn't really start off like that. And so I finally executed on the podcast. I got the idea for it in the middle of 2017. It took me around August to finally execute. And I just sort of took it like a, like a hobby. I just sort of did the podcast every once in a while. Didn't really take it too seriously. I think I ended up having like, like 10 episodes by the end of the year in the span of four months. And, you know, I remember this is interesting because I remember sort of sitting down with myself January 1st of 2018. And I was just sort of looking at my podcast and, you know, I was starting to get like a funny feeling. I was starting to get like a, like a spidey sense of like, this could actually become something. And I realized that the problem was not my age was not because I had just started. It was just because I wasn't doing all that I could to actually grow this thing. And so I remember I sort of looked around the podcasting industry and people who had podcasts in my space. And I realized something profound. 
I realized that most people aren't even taking this seriously. Most people upload an episode like once or twice or three times a month and they just sort of throw it up there and they don't really market it that well. And I took a look at that and I was like, wow. So almost nobody is taking this seriously. But then I saw the small handful of people who were taking this seriously and everybody knows about them. Everybody knows that they're crushing the game. And so I remember January 1st, 2018, I was like, I'm going to take this way more seriously. I began to reach out to guests. I began to reach out, upload more episodes. I began to upload like three episodes a week. Uh, eventually I began to, you know, when you do that, you start to grow your network, you start to grow your base. Then I start to take what I begin to learn from my uh, podcast guest leaders that have failed and made mistakes time and time again and begin to listen to them. And I also began to get serious about LinkedIn. I began to upload my, I began to take the full podcast episode, break that down into, you know, 60 second teasers, uh, micro content. And I would begin to put those up on all my social media channels. And I really, really worked hard at, at LinkedIn to the point where, you know, sometimes I'll upload a, a podcast episode video or I'll post something and it'll get like 100,000 views. And it's just like when you do that, and let's say even a small fraction of those people that watch the video end up clicking the podcast and subscribe, that is still a massive percentage. That's still a massive number of people that accumulate over time. And so as I did that, then people start to talk about you. Then word of mouth starts to happen. Then, you know, you start getting introduced to other people. Like, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many times I landed like a big, massive guest from somebody who listens to my podcast and is like, hey, Mark, you know, I'm actually, uh, you know, my sister is the staff team at this company who's the CEO is this person. And it's just like, what happens is as you put yourself out there again, 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 and you build trust through consistency and through authenticity, then major things start to happen. And what I mean by authenticity is this. You know, like you said, Chris, almost everybody today has a podcast and everybody today is sort of looking at other people and trying to model them, trying to copy them. And I do think that may be a good start for somebody, but I think what ends up happening is people end up starting a podcast that doesn't really embody who they really are. And in turn, over time, they get burnt out and they stop doing it or they don't take it as seriously enough as they should. But what I realized is like, when I invite these, you know, CEOs of billion dollar companies or these authors and we talk about, you know, the realities of life, of going through fears and insecurities and doubts and more deeper topics that just encompass who I just naturally am as a person, my podcast began to one because I wasn't, you know, putting up this, this front of like, you know, we talked about me being a, a shy, introverted person. I'm not shy anymore, but I'm definitely still an introvert at times. And so I could have started a podcast and been like, hey, guys, what's going on? This is Mark Metry and trying to put on like a certain personality, trying to tell people like, hey, you know, I'm the expert. I know everything about life. That's why, you know, you should hire me or you should do that. I never did any of that stuff. I'm just naturally who I am. And when you do that and you have this conversation with somebody else, and you put it on the internet, on a podcast, I mean, people just relate to it so much. And I can't even tell you how many people just walk up to me 
whether it's at events or even somebody sending me a message of people saying like, I don't know exactly what it is, but when I look at you, you remind me of myself and you just remind me, like you just look like an average dude. And if you can do it, then I know that I can too. And I think that's where really the magic starts, man. So the podcast has been like this crazy vehicle for me to really propel not just my career, but also myself there as well, while taking other people with me if they want to learn too. Wow, Mark, you just nailed it. I love the fact that, well, the transparency, but what you just mentioned is you make it relatable to others. And that's what people want to engage others when they feel they can relate to someone. We only have about about a minute and a half, and I want to make sure we have enough time to let people know where they can find you, where you're at, and anything that you want to provide them. We have less than a minute, actually. So I want to make sure I give you enough time so we can close out the show. Go ahead. Yes. I mean, if you listen to podcasts, check out Humans 2.0, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to get more information about me, if you want to connect connect with me on social media, I try my best to respond to, to messages. If you do, just shoot me a message. Tell me you came from Chris's show. Do it on LinkedIn. Do it on Instagram. And you can find all those things if you just Google my name, Mark Metry, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. Thank you, Chris, for having me on. Mark, thank you so much. This was such a powerful show with just packed with so much insight. Again, as transparent as you are, it just really relates to so many people on so many fronts. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you guests for joining us each and every week, the Sustainable Success Way. We wish you a a prosperous rest of your week. And we'll see you guys next Thursday with another guest. And again, enjoy your weekend and enjoy your fall. And we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.